All right, Billy D here with another exciting pre-Cal Jam podcast with, uh, don't take any offense to this, but dude, when you were at friggin' uh, The Wave, you kind of, you almost scared me. You were just like on the sidelines and I kind of looked at you and you're like this big freight train of love coming out, man. And uh, I just felt your energy, dude. And I, seriously, I don't think I heard you speak when I was at DE and I was just Freaking blown away. So let me give you kudos on that, man. Uh, but I'm really excited to be having you at the clubhouse here. I just hope we can keep that energy somehow contained in the 5,000 square feet we got here. But welcome to the show, bro. It's good to be here, man. All right. It's awesome stuff you're doing out there, buddy. Yeah, and we're going to have a lot of students at the gig. I've really kind of started, I've started to see a kind of a trend with a lot of the schools these kids aren't getting any philosophy at all so i i know you're gonna bring it that's right man absolutely the kids need it bro so i mean do you work with a lot of the students at life yeah we got students coming from all over to de now and uh they're starving for it i mean these kids are on board for chiropractic and they're fired up for it and they want they want as much of it as they can get yeah, you know what the sad thing is, too, is they really don't even get, like, exposed to it at all. They don't even get the opportunity. And, and once they hear the story, it's like most of them just it lights them up like a Christmas tree. And they're so thankful to actually for once hear what chiropractic's about. And, I mean, I don't think it's so bad at Life East or Sherman. But, I mean, a lot of these other schools, especially the school that's out here in California, I mean, they don't get any they don't get any chiropractic. In fact... I'm starting to see a trend where the students, the adjustment's not even a priority anymore. It's more about diagnosis and, you know, soft tissue techniques and all that kind of BS. Yeah, it's all turned into bullshit, bro. Yeah, thank you for saying that. And you can, this is very uncensored. I like when people throw, I don't want to be the first one to start cussing on the show. So now let me ask you this. You kind of took over the reins at DE. How did you ever get thrown into that position? Uh, basically, Dr. Sid and Dr. Nell uh, pulled us into a room, and a group of us, Brian Lieberman, uh, Dana Beckshire, Drew Henderson, and, uh, and, and basically said, look, we want this legacy to carry on. We trust you guys not to turn it into a shit show. And, um, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, none of us make a dime off of it. We're not perfect, but they basically threw it on our lap and said, you know, please keep Dr. Sid's legacy alive. Right. You know, we stepped up to it. Man, obviously that DE is, I mean, you're putting it right back on the track, but it seemed like and when I, in the heyday when I was there, there were literally three to 4,000 people at those events. And, yeah, and it was it, huge, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I know you're going to bring it back too. The, the, I think one of the issues that we're seeing a lot right now, at least for me, is it's, it's not a complaint. It's just the reality that we've got a lot of different events for people to go to and it's hard you know we're all fishing out of the same pond i don't know if you've ever felt that before i mean you got the new beginnings you've got cal jam you got uh light vision you've got friggin the wave you've got cairo fest you've got mile high and there's new ones popping up every week so i don't know if you ever feel that kind of uh i don't know strain on trying to get people it's hard to put in butts and seats i mean i'm going to tell you that right now What's your opinion? Yeah. Um, you know, there's always... What's better, the original or the carbon copy, bro? 
what's going to give you a clear a clearer message what's easier to read through the bullshit you know right uh, you know it's there's there's great seminars popping up man and there's people that are fired up giving principle to people uh, but at the end of the day it's truth is truth and you know we're all humans so each speaker and each energy of whatever the weekend brings is going to resonate with certain people or not so if it doesn't let them go somewhere else. Right, right, right. I, mean, I wasn't saying that. I was just basically saying it's just really – it's like when I was going to DE back in the day, there was DE and there was Parker. And there wasn't really anything else of really major significance right. that was going on. And I'm just saying – and it's not that it's good or bad. I'm just saying that's just the reality that we're up against. And it's you, – you do your gig, what, three or four times a year now? Yeah, we're doing it four times a year, three times in Atlanta, one time in uh, in uh, Sarasota, and now we're doing intensive. So we're actually coming out to Life West uh, in November, um, where we basically do a one, like a day and a half, just you know, rock your world and get out of there, just to kind of give people a taste of the principle. And um, it's been good. You know, it's a lot of work. I mean, you know, shit, oh, your thing is a monster, right? You know, and it's, you know, the, the West Coast needed that, man. You revamped the West Coast and woke their ass up, which is what we needed, which is great. And like I said at the wave, it's now time for like the West and East to come together. Right. And and really bring chiropractic. We got to bring chiropractic back, man. I mean, it, this this profession fell into BS leadership and, and we lost the principle. And now it's like we've got, you know, we've got a lot of things going on, which I think would be a good thing because, you know, students have a lot of places to be fed. And eventually they're going to end up resonating what they resonate with. And as long as it's the principle, let's bring it to them. Right. So you know? as far as uh, when you're going to be at DCS, what is kind of going to be your direction? Because I want to get this out to the students. I mean, what what can you say that will entice students that might be a little bit on the fence? I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for a record attendance with students this uh, coming yep. up. Because, I mean, I really feel... Not that my other speakers aren't as grounded as you philosophically, but I just think you have that energy and there's just a certain magnetism that you have that I really felt your presence when you were at the wave and it really blew my mind. I just want to kind of like give the students a little taste of what you're going to bring and why it's going to be important for them to be there. Well, as a profession, we've become castrated. And these damn beautiful work. Castrated, bro. I mean, we've become a bunch of cows. They're cutting their balls off. And creating fear and these students are coming out terrified terrified man and if they just could find their purpose and get the principle of chiropractic i mean uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna blow it up wherever i go because <laughs> it's you know what am i going to talk about i never know until about four minutes until i walk on that stage it's like innate's going to drop some shit in that people right. need to hear right and then i get out i got nothing to sell i'm uh i'm just going to show up and, and do the best i can man to serve the people and it's for these students to walk out and just be proud to be a damn chiropractor, man. Be freaking proud and know that, you know, when people come into my office, they're laying on a table and getting freaking checked. And it's changing their world and we're seeing a lot of people and it's abundance, man, and it's great. And this is all in the student's lap. It's just having the right people, giving them faith in himself and this damn principle which has been around for over 120 years. And that damn principle – hasn't changed one friggin' bit and it's as true as it was in 1895 as it is today it's as pure as it was and then and the results are there that's the thing it just blows my mind i mean i've been how long have you been in practice 
14 years. Only 14 years. So I'm like an old dude then. Yeah, I've been 31. I mean, it's it, yeah. it, it literally blows my mind that, you know, it's just like the miracles keep happening in the practice. You know, it's just, especially since I see a lot of kids, I mean, it, the things I'm seeing with these kids, it's like I never even have a doubt that these kids are going to improve. And it's not like I'm there trying to cure or treat this disease. All I'm doing is removing subluxation, giving the body and the, capa- the, the body the capacity to function at a higher level and it heals itself of everything from a hangnail to cancer. So, I mean, I love the principle. And as I've always said, and I've always attributed all my successes to I, because I was a floundering, uh, fledgling, as, as Fred Barge used to say, chiropractoid, in the beginning, it wasn't until my ass was dragged to DE that I finally saw the light. And the light was the same light. I mean, I got into chiropractic because I saw a Merrick chart and I saw the interrelation of the, you, you know. stalled the, out, bro. Yeah, and then I went to school and I never heard it again. I mean, I go, I go to a school where there's no pediatrics. I mean, no chiropractic pediatrics. And it wasn't till I went to DE that I went from being stuck in just this metapractic allopathetic model to this blossoming chiropractor. And it was, you know, I was struggling and it was a financial struggle. And it was, and like you said, the word abundance, it's there. And it's not like you and I ever do this for money, but it's just when you take care of God's people, God is going to take care of you, man. So, so I'm also, you know, like, yeah, go off. You know, what do you think happened to you when you sat in the back of that room at DE? No, I sat in the front, though. I'm a front row guy. Amen. So the front row and, you know, 20, 25, 30 speakers got up. What happened to you that shifted you? It was literally just, uh, it was just, it was almost like a baptismal like effect for me. It was, it was there inside me, but I just had never had, I had three and a half years of mental programming and none of it had to do with chiropractic. It was more just about the treatment of back pain. And we were even we were even we were even in fear about even adjusting necks that that was a, you know we could cause a stroke. So I yep. came out of school, all physical therapy based, hydroculators, G fives, HVG. What were those hair dryers we used to? Do? Diathermy. Remember those friggin' things? And you know and. I really had not a lot of faith in the adjustment because that's not what we were really taught in school. Thank God I was smart enough to get tutored in, in technique uh, going through school. So I felt pretty proficient with my adjusting skills, but I just didn't own the chiropractic story up here. Amen, man. And the, basically the chiropractic story is we don't really have to have faith in the adjustment. We just have to have faith in the power that's inside every single patient that walks through our door. And as long as that shit is connected, man, lives are changing. Right. Lives are changing. And if students, I mean, whether you're doing Gonstead, Thompson, HIO, knee chest, I mean, I was a knee chest guy, man. I rode Kale's coattails for, you know, six and a half years. And when I got out in practice, I mean, I was a mixer when I, when I manipulated my first sacrum. I mean, it was like I didn't sleep that night. And you know what, man? People heal. We're always looking as chiropractors. We're always looking for outside-in answers on how to be successful, but yet we want to preach the innate principle. When we start living innately and start following our gut and start serving people, your life takes over and you just kick ass, man. You wake up. I got five kids that are freaking awesome, an amazing wife, 
we have the best life possible. I mean, we don't have struggles with each other. Our relationship is built on love and the principles that chiropractic has taught us, and our life rocks. And I want that for the students. I mean, that's what students need to hear because there's no fear-based stuff. When you follow these principles and make it part of your life, your world, your world rocks, man. I mean, it's just awesome. Right. And- we got to teach that these kids that. I mean, you guys have been in it for 30 years, and you guys are doing it. You're stepping up, man. You're stepping up. So to me, chiropractic is not about selling damn beds. It's about selling the principle right, and getting right. people to believe in themselves. And once that happens, our profession is seeing 60%, 70% of the population. Right. Did you come out of school kind of like uh, a little mixed up too, allopathic? Uh, I don't know. You kind of – so you said – but you said when you adjusted your first sacrum, you manipulated it and then you kind of couldn't sleep at night. Reiterate what you were trying to get across. So when I came out of school, I was fired up. You know, I wanted to like change the world. I was one of those guys. I was pumped up. I was a knee chest guy and uh, that's all I did was upper cervical knee chest when I got out of school. And I had no money when I got out. So my first office, I was tucked away in a 400-square-foot little dump, and I was just insane. And then I had this football player come in who got crushed, and his, like, pelvis and everything was all rocked, and we got x-rays on him. And I was doing my upper cervical work, and nothing was changing. And one, finally one day, I laid him on a flat bench, and I got my hand on a sacrum and just crushed it. And the kid came in the next day like a new human being. Like he took the biggest dump in the world and he was just happy and he was back on the field. And they were talking like surgery and stuff. But, you know, the night before, man, I was guilty. I'm like, man, I'm off purpose. I'm off the principle. And I was just wrapped up in this crap in my head that you get in, get into as a student and basically as a chiropractor because we all create little tribes and we get against each other on BS. Right, right, right. You know? And then when I saw this, I'm like, man, it's not about all that. It's about the patient, man. And it right. changed this kid's world. It changed this kid's world. So uh, I opened my scope of practice. And uh, I mean, I own the upper cervical. I'm probably the best upper cervical adjuster in the world. Just ask me. But uh, I'm not afraid to move the rest of the spine either. And it just freed me up. Freed me up, man. And it just it's expanded my life and people. And it was great. Okay, so I, so I totally misunderstood what you said then. So basically what you're telling me is you came out of school super principled almost to a point where you were like so focused upper cervical that you wouldn't look at anywhere else in the spine. Yeah, right, right, absolutely. Okay, yep. and so you did you go to Life East? Life, uh, no, Atlanta. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Life East. So, yeah. so, so you were fortunate enough to go to one of the schools that actually taught chiropractic, and, and so that was when was that when Sid was actually involved with the college? Then I was there at Sid's prime, man. I used to go to his office, hang out with him. I was there when he was just cranking at DE, two thousand people in the room. I went first quarter of school. Um, ran into that guy Jason Deitch. You know him on of campus, of course, of course. You know, and I'm, he came up to me. He's like, hey, man, you got to check out this DE thing. And I thought he was a Fruit Loop. I ended up going the end of first quarter, and it rocked my world. And Woke who, me up. who were the speakers that most influenced you at DE? Uh, Kale, Sigafoos, and Sid. Right, right. Those were my was Barge Those still, my Was Barge still around too? Barge was there. He threw me off a little bit with his Shakespearean voice, but he was amazing. He was yeah. amazing. Why, you know, why he, would the Shakespearean voice throw you off? I was a prick out of New York, man, when I first <laughs> I was, 
you know, I came out of the South Bronx and I went down there and, and uh, DE changed me as a human being, bro. DE taught me, you know, guys were hugging each other. I'm like, that is weird stuff. You don't hug each other. Right. And, well, that's uh, the same thing for me. When I went there, I go, what the fuck have I got myself into? It's like, I thought I was at friggin' Woodstock or something, you know, dude? Yeah. like People were wearing trippy clothes and shit. And then I saw the people on the network tables flopping around. I'm going, Jesus Christ, what have I got myself into? But then yeah. I sat and I listened to Ian Grossom, Jimmy Gregg, Fred Barge. I listened to Satilli. I heard fucking Sid Williams. And then it was there. It's just like, oh, my God. I, I This is kind of the reason I got into chiropractic. I saw that there was like this interconnection, you know, in the body. And it wasn't just like a sum of its parts. And it just reignited the main reason I got into chiropractic. I mean, as I always tell people, I was freaking a biochemistry major for all the wrong reasons in the 70s. And I was totally into nutrition back then and then when i heard this chiropractic i was i was destined to go to dental school and it was when i heard the chiropractic when i saw that merrick chart it made so much sense to me you know and then i went and talked to chiropractors and they were pretty much stoked and on fire about chiropractic and then i talked to a fucking bunch of dentists that hated what they did dude yeah so yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of, I, I, you're so stoked that you came out of school running. And I, yeah, I came out of school. I was driving on a 66 bug. I was waiting tables just to make ends meet. And I was struggling because I'd gone to a school that really never taught me chiropractic. And that's why I really have the empathy for the students. And that's why we, that's one of the reasons I try to encourage them to come to DCS. Why is it yeah. that some of the students are like, some, I don't know what it, and I know what the reason is. And I want to hear what you think though. Why do some of these students, why are they apprehensive about hearing the chiropractic story? They're afraid. Why are they They're afraid, though? Listen, it's easier to be a sinner. Life would be easier just to do all the wrong things because then you're not accountable for anything. When you hold to a principle and, and you've got to set yourself to a higher standard, that takes work. Right. And that takes surrounding yourself with the right, right people that could call you out on your bullshit and people don't like to be called out on their bullshit. You know, they've become very sensitive. Our society has become very sensitive, you know, and that's why our profession has gotten weak through the years because the leaders were a bunch of sissies, man. Right. They want to be everybody's friend. They want to be everybody's friend and they want to just have cocktails together. And, and they like, want it to be accepted by the status quo, I think, is part of it. And I, 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 yeah. I don't know if I've ever shared the story, but when I was in kindergarten, we had a play and it. I was the black sheep in that play. I've always been the black sheep. I almost sometimes think I'm a black sheep in the black sheep profession, what is chiropractic. Because obviously when you're standing out like you and I, you're going to have people that love you and people that don't love you as much. And some people don't like me at all. And some people actually hate me. But that's okay. I mean, that's why I have the penalty of leadership written on my wall by BJ. Because if you're doing shit... You're going to have people that's going to throw stones at you, but there's going to be people patting you on the back and giving you big hugs, too. Do you ever find there yeah. any resistance from anybody in your circles? Uh, I pay no attention to it, man. I mean, I'm sure there is, but I stay in my own little world. I care less what people think. Right. And I, you know, I've got enough to work about. You know, I mean, I'm sure there is. I mean, I'm sure they're all over Facebook talking in their little circles, but um, no one's saying it to my face, really, so I don't care. Right. And I don't think anybody would have the fucking balls to say it to your face, in my opinion, because you're, you're a big, you've got like a big presence, man. You walk in a room and it's like, there's you, dude. You know what I'm saying? 
which is a good thing. That's a great attribute because that's what a leader is. It's what a leader's about. It's about not only the having that that presence as far as just the energy, but you just got the size too. You're a big guy. I would never want. I, in fact, I I want you to. I don't know. I like having big bodyguards. It's because sometimes you know when you go <laughs> when you're going against Big Brother, which we are in some respects, especially out here in California with the SB two seventy seven. I mean, I'm really vocal, being anti vaccine. I'm really vocal against the whole pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, it's sometimes you know you got to have your bros covering your back. You know what I'm saying? Like you just got to have Uncle Kimber on your hip, bro. That's right. <laughs> Uncle Kimber be there for you every day. Now, who's Uncle Kimber? I don't. I'm. I, I maybe I missed something on TV or in books or something. What? Kimber, nineteen eleven. It's a nice forty-five gun. You just carry that shit on your hip. Oh, and no one, okay. You don't need bodyguards, man. Listen, you know what it is. When you speak principle and truth, you know people may be against you, but when they put their head down at night, they they wish they could. They wish they could follow the principle, man. And that's a lot of these guys I get around. You know, when they they say, hey, "Listen, can I have help?" And we start jamming and talking. You just find out they've either been screwed somewhere in life, or they've got some inner remorse or some pain inside of them. That's just—it's it, just now they wake up and they're a doctor, and everyone thinks a doctor is supposed to be perfect. We're all human. We right. all have our inner pain and struggle. Right. You know. And once we overcome that, and we just realize that you know we're put on this earth to help take care of other people, man. It's that simple. And when we just let go and just live, man. Right. You know, ride the freaking wave and just enjoy life. You know, people aren't going to bother you, man. They just they, – people want the same freaking thing. Right. And I was kind of alluding to that I think what's happened in chiropractic is that and – I, and I just did a – I did a Kairos and Cars, which we'll do when you come out here as well. So make sure you have some time Thursday morning to do that. They're super. I just did one with uh, Chuck Gibson. I don't know if you know Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's like 82 years old. He's been in the profession for 60 years. And we were talking about a lot of people get into chiropractic now because they think it's a good way to make a living. And they they didn't get into chiropractic because of a miracle or, you know, they just look at it as a job, you know. And they're, those are the people that are going to be easily swayed to more of an allopathic model and less chiropractic because, I mean – they they want acceptance. They want that third party pay. They want insurance. They want all that shit, which is all going away anyways. I mean, I mean, if you want to follow that model, I mean, what's your opinion on that? And maybe not so much at life, but I mean, like the school here, I I don't think really attracts people that are uh, more chiropractically inclined because most people that are chiropractic inclined wouldn't go to that college. Yeah, you know, it's like, like you said, if someone's in it just to make a buck, if their intention is not right, you're not going to make a buck. Right. People are just going to see right through you because the easy days of just handing in a bill to insurance that these guys had in the 80s and 90s, that's gone. Right. You know, that's gone when you can just throw something on a piece of paper and milk the insurance company. you got to be really wanting to work hard and connect with people and educate them. I mean, the amount of educating we do and and – and standing toe-to-toe with people and just showing them a certain way of life. And then once they get it, you've got them forever. I mean, they're just coming in. You're going to make money. And you'll make a lot of money if your intention's right. But people are really good, you know, seeing through the BS. And they don't want to be sold, man, something just to help someone make a buck. That's for sure. Right on. Now, I got you kind of bat and clean up. Is that okay at Cal Jam? 
Yeah, man. <laughs> you're going to end the day on Friday, so I, I, you're going to take all that energy that's kind of been just put together. And, and Friday is the more chiropractic day because, I mean, obviously you understand my mission. I'm trying to be a little bit more eclectic because I want to bring the general public to the event. Just like I was just at uh, uh, Dave Asprey's uh, Bulletproof Conference because I like to go look at what attracts the general public and kind of have a little bit of a menu to I want to get them in our boat because like all these people that were at Bulletproof, they're all there looking at ways they can improve their lives. And yep. like, like I've always said, the number one biohack on the planet is chiropractic. What we do is we undo all the bullshit ergonomic stress, the auto accidents, the football injuries. We do that through our hands with chiropractic and we allow that body to express at a higher potential. And yep. it's the same thing. I'm going to Longevity this weekend, which is David Wolf's gig. He's speaking at CalGem because all those people are looking for ways to live longer. And again, if you don't have a chiropractor, in my opinion, then, I mean, that's what chiropractic is about. It's allowing them to express more, be healthier. I mean, if you, you know, obviously, in my opinion, chiropractic prevents spinal degeneration and decay by keeping mobility there and keeping things lined up. But again, I've looked, those are big, big we've those are areas we've really not really those are people that we can market to as far as what our philosophy and principles are so i mean my goal is to hold hands with these people the, the dave asprey's and then i'm my goal is to get on those stages rather than going and being on every chiropractic stage i want to start going and pulling all those people into our friggin fold so you know the more the people get the message and if we could get i've cut in 14 years of practice which is not long it's come down to me if people could say one sentence how's your atlas is it clear or is it not then we're transforming society that's our niche right that's the thing if people could resonate and say man i didn't sleep well and their wife says you go get your atlas checked or you know what i haven't taken a dump in three days go get your atlas checked or man i'm just I, i'm irritated go get your atlas checked if we could get that message across we're gonna it's over now we make the right relationships with people and educate them and reach out to people in the right way, which is just sharing the principle with them. They're just going to communicate the message for us, and it's going to be cool to go to a good chiropractor and get checked regularly, period. Right, and that's the word, chiropractor, not somebody. See, I'm trying to get people to understand. Like People look at chiropractic, oh, I don't have any back problems. I don't have any back pain, neck pain. Well, that's not what we do, dude. We allow you to express at a higher level. That's what chiropractic's about. And, yep. you know, it's just – and then once people hear the story, especially if they're doing things like biohacking or longevity or they're into nutrition. And, I, I mean, I, I know a lot of times I get flack for, you know, the direction I'm trying to take things. And, I again, I don't really give a shit. As you said, I'm just like I'm going to do what I'm going to do because right. in, my, in my mind I feel this is the best way to really – because we've been stuck at this whatever it's 5%, 10%. And I know if we can just get to that 16%, 17% tipping point then chiropractic for what we you and i know the principles and and the philosophies and the application of it that's what's going to transcend into the populace yeah like you said what's going on with your upper cervical spine and you get the as i call it the mouth of god is that thing free flowing and you got the energy flowing to the rest of your body so that you're the best you you can be so you can be the best dad best husband best athlete best surfer whatever it is that's what people need to understand about chiropractic it's not back pain it's not neck pain and we've got pigeonholed into that through our just trying to emulate 
and suck up to friggin' allopathetic medicine to the third-party pay system. And it's just that's that's sad that that's where chiropractic's gone. But again, I came out of school with that same concept. And it's yep. not and it's not to like and that's why I'm so fired up about you not only being here at DCS, but also just for so that people can just it's good for them to hear it from so many different sources, but your energy is just so friggin' amazing. You know, let me tell you something, bro, and thank you. Um, and my, my energy is amazing because I'm freaking fired up for what our profession's capable of. And that's what the students are not hearing right now unless we get it to them. I got an eight-year-old little boy coming in. He's been coming in for three weeks. This kid was on 911 alert. If he acted, he's got a single mom. If he acted up at home again, they called 911 and the cops were taking him away. They were ready to institutionalize this kid. Okay? Now, they ran into my wife. And my wife said, you need to get him adjusted. After his first adjustment, we rocked him. The school, they got four teachers at school that walk around with him all day long because the kid got diagnosed with three crazy psychiatric bullshit disorders. They said, what happened to this kid? He's different. Right? Three weeks later, I get a call from one of his doctors who wants to tell me, I don't agree with what you're doing over there. Bro. If I could have recorded that conversation, I said, you want to, you son of a bitch. Yes! Into a psychiatric hospital and dope him up and take his life away. And destroy his friggin' life. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it changed this kid's life. He's been coming in for three weeks. He's in the back now. He trains with my wife doing CrossFit. His father's not around. His father's in jail. Go figure. Yeah. So now we've got, we've got men stepping up to this little boy. And this kid comes in. He shakes my hand, looks me in the eye. He's getting smiley faces on this report that they give him every day because they got to monitor him, and the teachers can't believe it, right? What changed this kid's world was getting pressure off the brainstem, and this is what's, you know, my I look at it like I need help doing this. We need this happening all around the states, and these students coming out, when they can get this principle, man, we're going to start saving more kids' lives like this and keep them out of the freaking dope and psychiatric hospitals that they're freaking making millions of dollars off of. You're not doing that by putting a damn ice back on someone's hip. No, you're not. And, you know, I caught a little flack the other day on on social media because I said, I mean, basically what I said, I don't know, you're getting emotional, and I was getting emotional too. I was just ready to, I, I would just give you a big bear hug right now. But I, I just said basically that every child needs to be checked immediately after birth because that's what, you know, you got birth trauma, you got inner uterine postural issues, and these kids are all friggin' subluxated coming out, man. And, I mean, I've been having all these – I mean, half my practice is kids. Like I had this one case where, you know, this kid came in with reflux and they told her to put the kid on Zantac. I'm thinking, oh, my God, how far have we gone from just, just health and reality? And, you know, and then I did the adjustment on the kids, like a new kid, one visit, dude. So I do a testimony and then I get all these other reflux kids coming in. And it's like you start seeing the fact that these kids are subluxated. And then I put something on on, on uh, in social media about that. I, I, I bet a, a high 90% of scoliosis are caused from upper cervical subluxation and all the ADD, ADHD all the asthma, all that, all this is because kids are subluxated at the brainstem, man. And it's just like, why wouldn't we want to just check every child to make sure and ensure? But what do we get? We get these friggin', the minute that these kids are born, we're going, 
outside and slamming Hep B and then the whole slew of all these other fucking bullshit vaccines. And then all the kids got all the negative side effects from the vaccines. They got the allergies, the eczemas, they got the freaking neurotoxicity issues. They've got childhood cancers. And it's just as soon as people just hear the other side of the coin, it's like, boom, the light bulbs go off. And it's just, that's how we change society. And that's another thing I said. It's that the way we get to change society is we work with the youth because the youth are their their brains are fresh you look at geriatrics it's like they can go watch that movie vax and they're still going to vaccinate their kids because they're so freaking that that neuroplasticity and that just that those pathways are ingrained in their head that vaccines save the world and you work with the kids they don't have that yet they haven't got that callous and they're receptive and they're open to learning things and to me getting to understand and give them faith in their own goddamn innate potential versus a life of drugs it's like a it's a no-brainer man no-brainer no it's just you have to have the balls to speak up man and that's what we got to teach students right this is our fight this is it's we're a fucking war man yeah this and, is our message. This is our fight. You know, that's why you're foaming from the mouth right now because you're so freaking passionate about it. You know, there are going to be haters. You know, my favorite quote from BJ's lawyer is when you've accomplished what BJ Palmer has, then you can criticize BJ Palmer. So anyone that's criticizing, you know what? Then do it your way and do it bigger than I'm doing it. Make a difference. Exactly. Exactly. Stick your neck out there and make something happen. You know what right. I mean? So it's, you just got to, you know what? And maybe by things that, other guys are doing around you if it challenges you let it challenge you you know it's one thing we always say it to you if you don't feel comfortable with it it means you're either there's something wrong with you or maybe there's something wrong with us and you got to be the change that changes everything right but do something take damn action right right Just sit there and bitch on facebook behind a keyboard right it's in, a, in your mom's basement yeah <laughs> living on <laughs> living on the like they can, they're not even successful enough that they can't even get out of the basement yeah, dude, it's it's uh it's freaking ridiculous, you know. All right, dude. Well, I'm super super fired up. I mean, I I'm fired up about all the speakers that come to DCS, but I mean, right now where we're at with where chiropractic is, and especially that now that we're getting more and more students to DCS, I'm really stoked to have somebody of your just caliber and energy and magnitude, the freight train of love, as I'm calling you. Uh, come in and just fire these students up because they're you're gonna friggin' hit them right between the eyes, bro. I know it, and in a in a good, loving way. And the thing is, I know it's gonna resonate. Sure, there might be a couple students that are freaked out. That's okay. They get freaked out by me too. It's okay. The reality is, it's a lot more interesting and a lot more fun being a chiropractor than being some back pain. You know what I want to say? Chiropractor. Yep. Anything in closing, bro? Nah, man, I'm just, I'm pumped, bro. You know, you, you got me worked up here and it's, uh, it's good. It's good to be able to express ourselves and have avenues to share. And I appreciate you creating that, man. And we need more of it from people, more seminars stepping up and getting to the students, you know, and we work this thing together. We're going to wake up 10 years from now and we can sit back and be real proud of what our professions come, man. So, you know, that's like a rally call for the entire damn profession, man. So. Yeah, and I liked what you said too, and you just you you said it earlier. Let's get the East Coast and the West Coast. Let's bring, let's get the brotherly love going here, and sisterly love, 
and make yeah. sure that we take this message to the planet, man. And the thing is, we don't need any more infighting. We, I mean, we got enough of the world against us as far as the allopathic world. Let's get together as chiropractors. We can have our differences on techniques and a little bit, a little bit. Of, again, the the principles, the principle. I mean, you drop the keys, the keys are going down every time. You know, it's just that's the way it is. You you can argue about that shit all you want, but every time I've dropped the keys, they've always fallen to the ground. So. Yeah. All right, man. I just want to say how much I love you, and I'm going to just finish up doing a a uh, next podcast with Ross McDonald, who's doing great things in Europe. So we're interconnecting not only the East and the West, but we're also doing the globe, bro. Awesome. All right. He's a great person. Rock it, man. Thank you. Rock and roll. Love you, man. I'd love to give you a big hug, but we'll do that. We'll save that for uh, October 19th. Make sure yes. everybody know. Make sure everybody knows the date. There are still some people, even me. I even fucked up. So, all right, love you, bro. can get you a romance novel, a number one combo at In-N-Out Burger, a 12-pack of granola bars, a cup of green juice, or one month of access to the CalJam network. At CalJam, we take pride in the array of topics our speakers have covered over the past eight years. With the CalJam network membership, most of our speakers' talks can be accessed. In our network, you can also find numerous seminars from the Dead Chiropractic Society's monthly meeting with over 100 chiropractors and some of the best speakers in the profession. The CalJam network is your all-access pass to CalJam and DCS workshops, videos, and chiropractic content. From past CalJam speakers to recent DCS seminars, the network is a great resource for anybody passionate about chiropractic health or global sustainability. So don't miss out. We upload new and exciting content monthly, which can stream on any device, even your smartphone. Join the CalJam network today for only seven bucks a month at caljam.org forward slash network.